It is time for your favorite Android podcast from the crew of blindandroidusers.com. Kick back and enjoy another fine episode from these Google fanboys as they navigate Android from a blindness perspective. And now, here are your hosts. Hello and welcome to episode 18 of the Blind Android Users podcast being recorded on the 10th of April 2021. I'm Ed Green, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Warren Carr, Austin Pinto, and Marion Mosen. We have our usual announcements section from Austin. Then we're going to move on to talk about editing in our Android Basics section. We'll then have the next episode in our series on the commentary screen reader from Marion. Following that, in, in the In Focus section, we'll have our next episode on ROMing, where Austin shows us how to install a custom ROM onto a single partition device. The app of the week this week uh, is a demonstration of Turbo Alarm brought to us by Kareen Kiwan. And Kareen also provides us our Android journey. How are we all this week? I am great. It's been a busy week, but um, actually here in Egypt we have... Uh, special months coming up so yeah things are great here amazing excellent how are you boys it is wonderful here in the state of washington this time of year though we have those great winds and oh my gosh my whole pond is just filled up with uh, blossoms from my plum trees and all that it's just atrocious oh <laughs> uh, sounds like you've got some cleaning out to do at some point yeah now- how are you, Austin? I am very good, and we are entering in lockdown 2.0 again. Our state is just exploding with COVID cases. So it's lockdown time. Not a full lockdown, but a partial lockdown now. But there'll be a full lockdown, I think. But things are good. Easter was good. I hope everyone had a good Easter. Yeah, we're just coming out of our lockdown. Well, the next phase of it, not fully open, but uh, shops can reopen on Monday and uh, pubs and restaurants can start seating people outside. So we're sort of gradually moving slightly the other way. Austin, can I hand over to you to start our announcement section this week? This week, we don't have much announcements, but we have two big announcements. The first announcement is that we are featured in the newly created podcast directory of Top Tech Tidbits. We had to submit a form and then we got featured in that. And we are very happy to be associated with them. And we thank them for featuring us every week in their newsletter. The second announcement is there is a feast of content on our YouTube channel. There are about hundred more, about nearly 100 videos and uh, all the episodes, most of the episodes have been cut into small sections and uploaded. So you can go to YouTube and check us out there by searching blind space Android users. That is one word. And you'll get all the videos and there's a whole lot of content there. So that is it from the announcement section this week. Thanks, Austin. And I know that in the news, uh, one Android manufacturer has taken its final bow, hasn't it, Warren? Indeed. And that would be our friend LG. And, you know, we've talked about this probably like maybe in episode five, all the rumors back then. Well, that thing finally came to a head back. Uh, was that last uh, Monday? Yeah. Was that the... Uh, the fourth or the fifth one of those so monday was the fifth right that was when lg officially announced that they were getting out of the phone business so we're talking about lg and lg 
is one of those phone manufacturers in Android that has brought a lot of innovations to the Android land. And we start by reflecting on the fact that LG was the very first company that brought us the capacitive touch, and it wasn't Apple. So with the Prada back in 2006, and that's P-R-A-D-A, LG introduced those three buttons at the bottom. You think of your home key, your back key, your recent um, files or recent apps, the touchscreen, uh, touch that navigational thing was introduced by LG, not by Apple. And that was back in 2006. The next thing that LG gave us was the curved display, the OLED curved display with the LG G Flex in 2014. And so all of these curved displays that we have is thanks to LG. The next one is the modular phone. And of course, that was with the G5 back in 2016. This was something that LG called them, um, you know, the magic slot. You, does anyone remember that we had that? And so uh, that was one of LG's innovations that didn't go anywhere. The next one is the ultra wide camera. And when you think of an ultra wide camera, please think of LG. And LG had that in the G5 as well in 2016. So LG also has a front facing wide camera angle also on the selfie. So they are just all over the place. These are the people that we need to be thankful for, for some of these technologies that we enjoy today. And the next one is the quad deck, most especially for people that like music. Uh, audio files will have LG to be thankful for because they're the ones that introduced that on their phone, on that LG back in 2016 as well. The next thing we have is a dual screen. So the dual screen, you know, began with LG again, and this time with the G8X. And that was back in 2019 and things like the V60 will have the same idea. And this is all from LG. And the last but not the least is going to be the swivel display with the LG wings that was introduced in 2020. And those would be some of the things that we will always be thankful to LG for. Thanks, Warren. Uh, I'll remember LG with a degree of affection because they made my first uh, Android uh, phone, as I, as I think mentioned when I did my Android journey several episodes back, and that was uh, the Nexus 4. Uh, mine was one of the LG Nexus phones. And I was also interested that LG uh, tried to introduce an innovation where they included a DAB, digital audio broadcasting radio, uh, in one of their phones, which unfortunately I never got to try, but that's largely overtaking analog radio here in the UK. And it would have been interesting to know whether whether that was accessible, but unfortunately it doesn't look as though that was a massive seller and it's not something that uh, other manufacturers have sought to adopt since. Marion Austin, have you got have you got feelings for LG? So for me, I have never used an LG phone. Um, although I have, I was planning on to be honest because I really look. I have seen Samsung phones and Huawei and Honor and things like that, but I've never never tried an LG phone. Um, and they actually got out of the got out of the phone business before. I had the chance, but I like from what I've heard about them, they're a great company that actually is providing Android phones. So 
I definitely wish them a good luck with the other things that are going. Thanks. Uh, Mariam Austin, what about you? I think that the other companies should have adopted the modular phone and that would have been nice and we could replace our processors, RAM, battery, whatever we wanted with the phone. That was good innovation. Also, what LG did before going is that two things. They launched the V70 and they also said that they will give three years of OS updates to their um, users. Existing phones. Yeah. Warren has got lots of things to say about that. (laughs) Don't go down that road because when we talk about LG's uh, updatability, to me, it's all a joke. Now, LG, why didn't you do this? I mean, these are the people that started by saying, hey, we're going to dedicate a department solely just for um, OS updates and all of that. I think that was even back back in 2017 or back in 2018. We saw nothing that came out of that. And now that you are out of the business this last Friday, you say, oh, we're going to make sure we give people a three-year support, OS updates. Who is going to buy that? Are you going to buy that? They're trying to sell their phones. And honestly, if I'm going to buy one of LG's phones, I'm going to buy it because just of nostalgia or something like that. Or say, hey, I have an LG. By the way, I have an old LG sitting somewhere here, but I would like to get something maybe like the V60 if it's going to be like, you know, El Chipo, you guys know me. <laughs> I'm not going to uh, damn no $500. You know, if it's $200, I get it for $200 or even better, for 100 plus, then I definitely will get an LG phone like the V60 and keep it for, you know, memorabilia or whatever the case may be. But not because LG says they're going to be updating it. I don't believe LG for a penny. Since when they've been in the business? Because I, I'm really curious. Well, LG has been doing phones for a long time, uh, just like, you know, Samsung, you know, back to, you know, like the, um, I know the first LG phone that I, I had was maybe uh, back in 2004 or maybe oh. 2003. But, uh, you know, these are phones that were on their own, you know, back in the flip phone days. And these are phones that didn't have screen readers or anything like yeah. that. But I remember that phone, you know, having limited um speech output so i'm able to hear things but i couldn't read like messages and things like that but the menus especially i could go through those menus uh using my speech or the speech little speech that was built in there interesting i think i agree with you warren i don't know if i'd take the promise of a manufacturer who's exiting the business that they're going to update their phones for three years altogether seriously hopefully i'm wrong hopefully lg will do that but you worry don't you about a drift in focus away from that business but yeah uh sorry to see lg exit the market because it's one one fewer choice isn't it Android Basics this week uh, is all about editing. How do you manipulate text on Android phones to best effect? Warren, do you want to kick this one off? This is a very important uh, part of our Android Basics segments. And, you know, when you install or when you set up your Android device and we talk about keyboards and things like that, now what good is a keyboard if you're not going to be writing something and editing something? Now, here's the problem that we have. Uh, I know that people have been talking about the fact that they don't like the behavior of the keyboard or Gboard uh, with the update, whereby now, you know, we could have double tap and all of that. And in the process of doing that, some of these things kind of got, you know, kind of uh, messed up a little bit, most especially, whereby if one is editing a, uh, editing an 
an article or editing or whatever you're in an edit field and then you move to the keyboard and then the edit uh, doesn't have a focus on the editing box and this is one of the things that people have been talking about so let's talk about that today and show people how we can go about doing this editing without a headache so i want to bring up by the way today i'm using the acapella tts for those of you who like acapella miss heather is driving my car today scanning face 926 a.m device unlocked uh, pixel launcher there's Folder. that girl Messaging. four or more items okay so now i'm gonna go into something like google keep and try to show how we do editing especially with gboard and i believe that with other keyboards as well it would be the same thing but since we are focusing on gboard here and editing let me do that open keep notes keep notes new list okay so my keep notes is up and what i'm gonna do new drawing note is that i'm gonna new audio note new text note note opened showing english us qwerty keyboard so here I am, and here's what we're talking about. I'm going to try to kind of do a little dictation here. Capital P, board, voice input. Hello, and welcome to the Blind Android Users Podcast for episode 18, period, new paragraph. Today is April 10, comma, 2021, period. Space. Okay. Delete. Space deleted. Hello and welcome to the Blind Android Users Podcast for episode 18. Today is April 10th, 2021. Edit box. Editing. Note from note body. Enlist. Keep notes. So I am in the edit field. Now, if I decide to say, hey, I want to go by character by character or word by word or something like that, and I... Characters. And I could use either uh, the gesture navigation. Period. One. One. Or I can use the um, volume keys. One. I'm doing. Uh, One. Period. End of field. So if you are hitting the up volume, you are going toward the right. And if you're hitting the down volume, you're going backwards. Period. One. Two. Zero. Two. Space. Now let me go towards. Speech rate. Oh, nah, my mistake there. Characters. Words. Okay, so I'm going to go backwards. 2021. 2021. 10th. April. Is. Today. 18th. Okay, so here's where the problem comes. The problem comes uh, most especially. Let's say I go to the end of this document. 18th. I want to add something. Is April 10th. 2021. Okay. And I am at the end and I want to add something. Let me Characters. let me go to period end of field. So space. I hit space. Out of list board. 2021. Now, so now that I hit space, what has happened is that now my focus has moved to the keyboard. If I try to use my gesture, like I'm in character mode now. If I'm in character mode now and I want to use that gesture to go back to the space that I just gave and I swipe up, I swipe up with one finger. E. Echo. It says E. 
and if I use my volume key, mute. See what I'm doing? It's, Music volume set to 25%. It's not going to work because my focus is now on the keyboard and it's not on the edit field. And this has been the headache for most and a lot of people don't understand that. And therefore, it's a very frustrating thing. So in order for me to go back to the edit field to where I could now interact with what I have in the edit field, I have to move my finger to where my edit box is. So, um, okay, so now that I am now in my edit field, space, see, I can period now move one, two, zero with no headaches at all. Now, if I touch the keyboard, however, B N. I cannot, yes, redo. I button. wouldn't be able o. to, oh, action back. So, you see, T R T. Why? If I, you, I, all I'm doing oh, is moving Oscar. through the keyboard. And that is how it works. So in order for you to be able to enjoy your keyboard, you want to make sure that when you want to edit something and you are needing to make that correction after you've typed it, you want to go back to the edit field, touch that edit field, and make sure that you are back in that edit field or else you would simply be interacting with the keyboard and not with the edit field. And the reason why is because some people wanted the double tap to, uh, to type and things like that. And so Google kind of implemented it in a halfway manner, if you ask me, uh, because in order to be able to do that double tapping, you have to must have first typed that very first one using the lift to type. And then from there, you can swipe to any key and double tap. And that would be how we do editing uh, with the Gboard. And of course, you can always bring up the, the menu and where you can do things like selection menu and, and things like, you know, copying and things like that. That also is found in your editing, like talk back menu. If I bring back my talk back menu, read from next item, read from navigation. Talk back menu, audit list. Uh, see, the reason why I'm not seeing the whatever, let me go back to the edit field. Hello and welcome to. Okay. Now, if I bring up my talk back menu. Talk back menu. Not editing options. We got editing navigation. option. Read from top. Navigation. Editing options. Editing options. Move cursor to beginning. In list. So we got move cursor to the beginning. Move cursor to end. Move cursor to end. Select all. There's a select all. Start or end selection mode. S uh, start or end selection mode. Cancel button. And then there's a cancel. So if I want to move to the end of this thing I just wrote. Move um, editing options. I move cursor to beginning. And move cursor to end. End of field. There's my Oscar. end of field. And then, of course, I could go back to that and move back to the beginning of the of the document if that's what I want or if I want to start you know selection mode I could go in there and do the selection mode now the reason why I'm not doing the three finger tap or whatever to do the editing because you can use those to do that too and invoke all of that but since most of the phones out there don't have that feature or that have that multi-finger support it is important that we show people where to go to find that editing feature and you can also assign how you invoke 
those editing features. For instance, you can go to your talkback and choose how you invoke the selection mode or the editing mode. And that would be all that there is about editing with Android and Gboard. Thanks, Warren. I agree with you for what it's worth about uh, double tapping. If Google want double tapping, they should have it as an alternative behavior to swipe, uh, uh, you know, lift to type, uh, rather than trying to make lift to type, uh, lift to type um, exhibit double tapping behavior through swiping. Because as you say, uh, with that, then obviously the up and down uh, uh, navigation is going to take you through the keyboard and not the edit field. I'm not sure that's massively helpful. I noticed when you were in the menu and the edit options, there were no cut and copy and paste options. Is that because the menu is context sensitive? So if you'd selected some text, would we have seen cut and copy and paste and all the rest of it? Exactly, exactly. So if I had selected anything, um, let's just do that talk for giggles, shall we? Read from top. <laughs> Navigation, talk back menu, audit list. Oh, I, I, I was out of Keep my... notes. Okay. Hello. Okay, so let's Talk try to navigation editing options, editing options, edit move cursor. So to I'm going to just say select all. Move cursor to end. Select all. Select the text. Hello and welcome to the blind Android okay. users. Talk back menu. Now read from top navigation. Talk back menu. Audit list. Read from top navigation. Talk back menu. Audit list. Hey, what's going Talk on back here? Menu. Hang on. Keep notes. It's showing me, um, let's see here. Talk back menu, navigation, editing options, editing options, move cursor, cut. That's a cut. Copy. That's a copy. Select all. And already selected all, so I cannot. Start or end selection mode. Cancel. Yeah. Button. So once Keep you mode. select something, and since we're talking about that uh, part, there's something that I wanted to talk about earlier when we were doing keyboards last week, and I hope to God this doesn't make this thing a little lengthy, but it has to do with that editing uh, found on the Gboard itself, just in case someone would rather use that. My only problem with that is that Google Gboard doesn't read that. So for instance, in the toolbars above your keyboard in Gboard, if you go to more, um, features or open more features. Let me see. More action button. Keep voice input. More features. More features opened. When you go to more features, what we're looking for is to find one that says redo button disabled more text editing. Text editing. Showing text editing. When you tap on that text editing, there's something here that says selection mode. Cursor up. Close select mode. Now, cursor right. Now, if if I do cursor right, cursor right or cursor, cursor up. right, cursor up. Close select mode. Okay, so I close the selection mode. Here's the problem. Cursor right. Open select mode. Cur cursor left. Space. Cursor down. You can Space. you End can field. you can hear that when I do cursor down or cursor up. Let's cursor up. Today is April 10th, 2R021. Go up. Open uh, select cursor up. New line. Cursor up. Cursor up. Lint Android users podcast for episode 18. So you hear I can read using the up or down 
cursors or left or paste or right because empty editor delete move move cursor to the head now move cursor to the head that means move to top of file hello and welcome to the beginning of field okay and copy disable so because cursor open select mode if i tap on Close select mode open selection mode Ideally, what is going on here is that if I go if I go right arrow or if I go down arrow, whatever the case may be, I would be selecting the stuff. But paste to say cursor right. See, I'm moving right. Cursor right. 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 And I believe paste that, disabled because cursor right that that I'm selecting things, but you know. It's not, it's not telling me right. what I'm doing, what I'm selecting. Copy. See, now I can copy. And so let's say I go Showing somewhere English, US, and, um, and paste it. Now, the problem is that it wouldn't, you know, it didn't read what I was selecting. But if it were Microsoft Word and I invoke that uh, selection mode on the Gboard, whatever I'm selecting would be verbalized and so google needs to go and figure out how that is how it is that it works in microsoft word Pixel but uh, not on any of the uh, other editing uh, applications so that's what i want to show you know you could do it that way but uh, what good is it if you're not able to hear what you are selecting and by the I way i think the technical keyboard does that well too you know so something to try I think for the avoidance of doubt, it's worth pointing out because we didn't actually show it that if you uh, turn on selection mode within the talkback uh, edit options menu, that will read what you're selecting, won't it? So, so you don't have to use the Gboard method if you don't want to. Yeah, it yeah. would. But it well, would be good that we have it also available on Gboard sure. for times that you don't have to go through um, the talkback editing features. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. One other question from me before I ask Marion to talk about commentary editing is what happens if I want to take some text from somewhere else and put it in an edit field? Maybe someone said something lovely in a comment about Austin on our podcast and I want to I want to copy that from Chrome to email to him in case he hasn't seen it. Can I do that? So the problem that we have with Talkback, and this has been an ongoing a battle, and that battle has to do with the fact that we are not able to do a selective copying or selective selection. Let me use those words back to back. Selective selection. We can't do that on Talkback without the importation or uh, employment of some other third-party app. So if I want to copy some lovely comment made about Austin there and how great Austin is and all of that, and it's on our website, blindandroidusers.com. What I would have to do is to long press and simply find where it says select all and select all of that and then go paste it in an editor and be able to then from there invoke my selection mode or whatever and you know delete the portions that I don't, uh, that I don't want. Besides that though, we can't do selective uh, selection on Android um, using TalkBack on a web page that's been the major uh, pain in our behinds 
Thanks, Warren. Um, Mariam, I don't know if you want to talk about or show, uh, up to you really, how editing works in commentary, because I think it's a little bit different. Oh, yeah. Okay. Folder. So we will open up Google Keep as well. Folder. Folder. Samsung. See, Folder. fair game. Folder open. <laughs> Play music. Google Keep photos. Keep notes. Keep notes. New text note button. Note opened. So here in CSR, I guess it's much more customizable. Um, there are a lot of ways to copy. The main one that we could use is that, for instance, let me type something in this edit field. Um, like, hello. H cap cap E he L L O hello. So we do have a really cute hello. So if we want to copy, what we do is K L. So this is the same thing that happened with Warren when he said about the focus that actually it comes back to in the D word, the focus comes back to the keyboard. So we'd need to hello text box. And here's the text box. So if we want to copy, we actually have explained this how to get the this element. We could open the action menu through up and right action menu and we will find clean the currently focused text box clean the currently focused text box that's that's very important so in talkback it's pretty the same if you select all and then delete but now if you hit this it will directly delete selection menu that's another way to copy we'll talk about it shortly Copy. We do have copy. Showing recently copied content as candidate. So it's copied and Dboard has actually announced. The other thing that you could do regarding copying is that we do have here Hello text. a really cute edit box. So we'd open the action menu again. Action menu. Action. Selection menu. We'll go to the selection menu. Text selection. Text hello unchecked. Select all button. So here it shows you if you have a thing that's written, it shows you as words and you can select those words as checkboxes. And then you would find hello, select all button, select all, cancel button, cancel, copy button, and copy, which is, in my opinion, pretty amazing. Um, also, if you have set up your rotor, as we actually have mentioned in the last episode of CSR, if you uh, swipe to swipe up, speech rate. Swipe speech rate, copy and copy. Here, if we swipe left, it would say showing recently copied content as candidate. So it's copied. It would usually say message copied. If we actually swipe to the left, it would say showing recently copied content as candidate. It's supposed to say text appended. Text appended means that it added the thing that you wanted to copy to the thing that you already had in your clipboard. So, which is in my opinion, pretty amazing. Also another thing that I would like to mention here, the copy doesn't care what the screen reader has pronounced lastly. What CSR cares about is what the cursor is on, is focused on. So for instance, if you are focused on um, a word, a certain word that you wanna copy, and then you got a new notification, and you copied, it will copy the thing that you're focused on. It wouldn't copy the new notification. Um, no matter where you are, like it doesn't matter if you're in an edit box or if you're in a web page or anything like that. So also I'd like to mention that you can find the append copy also in the action menu. 
uh, it's there. And there is a really other cool way to copy. Speed default. So if you want to copy paragraph by paragraph. Back button. Showing English. English was so we, edited yesterday. 12. We have here, it's a text. So what you want to do is open the main menu, which is um, up, uh, I mean, sorry, down and right. Menu. 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 Navigation menu. You'll find something called navigation menu. Navigation menu sentence. So here you could actually navigate by sentences, um, words, paragraphs. Cancel. Edit button. There's edit. All button. Sentence All button. Sentences. Char button. Paragraph button. Paragraph. Paragraph. So here you have the paragraphs in a menu dedicated just to do what you want. You can also edit and things like that. So here you can copy. Space. That's Arabic, so I'm sorry. So, okay. This is uh, the first. Copy. So we could copy the normal way. Message copied. Message copied. Speed default. We'd swipe to the right. Space. So, and we... Speed copy. Append, for instance. Text appended. It's already copied. So that's what I really love. That's the menus. You can open a certain menu that's just dedicated and the screen reader you can copy from. Um, also, if you want to copy word by word, you have this ability. And another thing that I have actually found out, if you want to append copy in the selection menu, um, which works with checkboxes things, you can actually append copy and copy without needing to, you know, check boxes. And then I'll show you. So we have here, Space. we'll open the selection menu. Action menu. Action. Selection menu, navigation menu pair, unchecked. This is a word. Check. Unchecked. So if you notice, it says unchecked and unchecked, unchecked. So here, this, this is a really cool thing as well. If you copy it, checked. the normal way, speech copy, message copied, speech and default, then, check, speech copy, text appended. So you actually remember the thing that is called checked, 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 checked. Here, CSR doesn't copy things like if, if it says recent button, it won't copy recent button. It will just copy the name of the button. Um, and I don't think that happens in TalkBack because TalkBack copies the last pronounced thing. Uh, here, CSR just copies the actual thing without any additional stuff. Thanks, Mariam. Uh, two questions for you from me yes. then. When you were copying subsequent items, they were mm -hmm. appending to the clipboard uh, and being added onto what was already there. If I don't want that to happen, can I overwrite the clipboard and just copy the new thing? Maybe I copy something and decide I didn't want it. Can I, can I just have the second thing copy and overwrite yes. the first one? Yes. Excellent. That's good. And so I'll ask you the question I asked Warren. Uh, obviously, Warren's had to select the entirety of the website to send Austin a nice comment and has spent an hour deleting all the top bit on the website and the bottom bit on the website in his editor to ensure that the comment uh, is just left. Uh, someone's posted a comment saying Ed needs to get fired and you want to send that to me. Um, will commentary, will CSR let you copy text that isn't currently in an edit box say text yes yes it, it will copy anything easily. that's not in an edit box um it, it doesn't care where you are it just copies what you want excellent so i think i'll close this section by asking warren what he thinks about csr's text oh, no. manipulation <laughs> okay. no actually i like that and you know what 
I think they copy a lot of things from the universal copy, which you can also install on your Android phone and use it with your TalkBack and also has their pending features as well. So, yeah. you know, um, you could always use um, universal copy if you don't <laughs> want to use, use CSR like me, who doesn't want to use CSR. Now, the only downfall of CSR is, of course, if I restart my reset my phone, you're not going to have it. So. Great. Yeah, just, just that means that's because a Google huge, huge is the, limitation. You know, Google is is the main thing. They they can't actually make this as you know a primary screen reader for devices since Google was the main system. So I don't think that I can do that. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I like the stuff. Like I said, it's fine, and I give it you know that props for um. That I think that's beautiful. Yet it does has its limitations. Does have its limitations, just exactly. like anything else. And I think it will get better and better. And um, the most important thing is that at least we have that on Android. And so you could right. have them running side by side with TalkBack. And if you are needing to copy things on the website that you want to be able to selectively select, then exactly. use CSR instead of copying everything and go spend your time editing with TalkBack. Yes, and I just wanted to point something out. Also, uh, our goal is just to introduce the listeners to every different thing, so that they can decide actually what they want to use. So that's just our uh, goal for you know from this podcast, I think. And that I would be to... my fight with the lady. I have to confess, my goal is to stir things between Mariam and Warren. I'm much more parochial about this. I, I applaud your, uh, your more laudable goal, but I've had my fun now, and I've done my stirring. Now we feature the second episode in our series looking more in depth at the Commentary Screen Reader. Over to you, Mariam. Commentary Screen Reader, or the Chinese Screen Reader, has gotten really popular among blinds and visually impaired recently. And here, on the Blind Android Users Podcast, we will have a series of episodes in which we will talk about how to use the screen reader and how to get the best out of it. the second episode of CSR's Basics. So in the last episode, we actually have mentioned what things you have to know before installing CSR or if you're thinking of getting CSR, what you should know. The other thing that I actually forgot to mention uh, last week that actually the... um, premium version of CSR does have another additional feature which is called recognition engine which actually does recognize what's on your screen um, and tells it if you have text or anything like that or thing that's not read the screen reader will recognize it for you and that's included in the um, premium version of CSR so now what we are planning to do is actually um, I have installed CSR for the first time. What should I do? So we will actually know what exactly things we should do and settings we should configure. At first, I'd like to say that there are a couple ways to um, configure your settings. The first one is that you can use TalkBack in configuring settings if you actually prefer that and you don't prefer turning the screen reader on first. And the second way is you can actually turn the screen the screen reader on and then you could do 
um, your settings. So here I haven't turned it on yet. It's pretty much the same. So I'm gonna go to settings. To accessibility. So accessibility is different on um, every single phone. Here it is like on Samsung phone, I do have it in settings without needing to go anywhere else. But some phones do have it in system um, and some in general management. So it's really, really different. But I think that on Samsung phones, um, it could be the same. So from here, we would go to install services. Talk back and find services. Install services. Here you could have TalkBack and any screen reader um, you could have. Installed services. Commentary screen reader off. So we go to Syshar. Commentary screen reader. Navigator. Commentary screen reader off. Switch. It's off. So at first, commentary settings. We could go to settings. Commentary screen reader. Commentary screen reader. Welcome to commentary screen reader. Welcome to commentary screen reader. The best enjoy screen reading software. Choose one of the three options. Set up wizard. Let's you set up basic settings to help get you started quickly. Click on view permissions to read about various permissions and basic to leave the wizard. So here we have three options as it says. Welcome to commentary screen reader. Configuration wizard button. Configuration wizard. Permission description. Button. Permission description. Exit button. And exit. So configuration wizard, this the settings for CSR and permission. It's permission that screen reader does need to have before using it. And it definitely improves everything like microphone because it does have um, voice commands and things like that. So we'll go for permissions first. That's what I do prefer. And that's what I do actually. Permission description. Button. Permission description. Set included. Permission description. Set included manual for further details. Configuration wizard button. So you can actually uh, read the manual for details. Exit button. Privacy policy button. Permission description. Set included manual for further details. Okay. Configuration wizard button. Check permissions. Check permissions. We'll check permissions if we press on configuration. Click next to grant basic permissions or cancel to exit. Exit button. Cancel button. Next step next. button. Allow commentary screen reader to make and manage phone calls. Allow CSR to make and manage phone calls. Uh, this is for answering and calling things like that. So we'll hit allow. Allow button. We do have allow commentary screen reader to access photos, media, and files on your device. That's for um, downloading things because you could download sound themes from the cloud. Uh, you could download extensions and plugins, and we would know about that in more details in our um, in the upcoming episodes. So I tell it yes. So this is very important. Commentary screen reader supports various navigation modes. The default one is to use the up and down swipe gestures as the default movement. Gestures. However, if you are used to swiping left and right for movement, you can set it to two. Swipe left now to use the default gesture set, or swipe right to use the alternative gesture set. Okay, so here is very important. Why? Because, as we know, in TalkBack, we swipe left, we get the previous item, and if we swiped right, we get the next item. But I know also some people who use up to get the previous item and down to get the next item. So here it asks you if we want to use which one of them. And that's very important because when we will go to set the rotor up, uh, we would need this. So for me, use the alternative gesture button. I definitely would use, use the, default gesture button. the, use the left alternative gesture right button. swiping. Use the alternative gesture button. The alternative because that's why I do prefer. 
Please use the chance. Use a hint to help the nervous user familiarize themselves with the use of the screen reader. If this is your first time using your mobile phone, we recommend to enable this option for a seamless experience. However, if you are an experienced mobile user, we recommend turning this option off for more concise experience. Okay, so use the chance. Use the chance mean uh, when uh, you are focused on item. So it says double tap to activate, double tap and hold to get more options or anything like that. So if you are a beginner, I definitely do recommend turning that on because it's really important and it definitely would help you uh, if you're still learning gestures and things like that. Read the list range, reading the index of the currently focused. Helmet on the list might help you orient text better in the length and your current position in the list. However, the read fonts will be longer and some people might find it difficult or disturbing. So this one actually, um, what, what it means is that when you're in a list, it tells you columns and rows and things like that. It's also really important uh, if you want to know exactly where you are. Um, for me, I don't use it. So, I will choose usage hints won't be read. Read notifications from the notifications panel. Reading notifications will allow the screen reader to read coming notifications. Turn this option on in order to have all notifications read. If you do not want to be disturbed, we recommend turning this option off. So, here, um, it means that the screen reader would read every single notification you would get. And here, I would like to mention something. In TalkBack, we actually know that if the media is playing, TalkBack doesn't announce any incoming notifications. But here, Dicho or CSR doesn't actually care. Definitely would turn that on because I want my notifications to be read. Select if you want to use two TTS engines for reading. The first one will be used for reading main information like the current focus and other very important things. The second engine will be used to read notification and any other. Cast important messages like the bubbles. Okay, this one is really important as well. So here in CSR, we do have, uh, we can use single TTS or we can use two TTS at the same time. But I actually thought that this uh, feature is for free users, but apparently it's for premium users. So we can't use this unless we do have the premium subscription. And... The other TTS, which is called the secondary TTS, um, it's used for reading notifications and volume prompts um, if you're turning volume down and up and some other stuff as well. So that could be helpful. I don't use it as much, so I will say single TTS. So this is completed, apparently. We do have the gesture help, which helps you to using gestures if you want. We do have uh, help, gesture, help, screen button. help screen, which is uh, similar to the one in TalkBack. Okay button. And we do have OK, so we press OK. Commentary screen reader. Open commentary screen reader about page. Open startup settings. Check the notification permissions. Check battery optimization permissions for proper functioning of the program. So this one is very important because um, if you do have battery optimization, sometimes some uh, features won't work. Check the status of permissions used for the program's loading windows. Check permissions. Configuration wizard. There's a check permissions. Commentary screen reader. Configure configuration, Xbox. which we actually Default. did. Open commentary screen reader about page. Open startups. Open commentary screen reader. Configuration wizard. So we'll go back. We'll see now how to set the rotor because I know that all of us use the rotor. At first, what rotor means? Rotor means um, it's similar to the one in TalkBack, like when you swipe up, up and down. It actually tells you characters, words, paragraphs, lines, and things like that. But here in D Show, it's much more interesting, I tell you. <laughs> here we do have the main window of CSR when you open the settings. So at first, I want you to know um, 
we won't get, go in details into settings because we will explain this um, the next episodes. But I would I want to tell you what each uh, setting is about. Email nine four general settings. Email nine four six zero four nine two two nine at qq Oh, see this email. That's the one I've mentioned in the last episode when I talked about that you can actually reach the uh, developer and ask for any help or even send your feedback. Or if you do have any issue, he could definitely help you. Um, this number is the version of CSR. General settings. We have general settings. TTS settings. TTS settings, which does, ha- which does have, um, you know, TTS volume, speed, and things like that. Feedback settings. Feedback settings, which is really related to audible feedback, vibration feedback, um, and also feedback volume in addition to what theme do you want to use action settings action settings that's related to how csr should behave in various um stuff like gestures and things like that menu settings and things like that content presentation settings content presentations this regarding um how disho should actually speak um, like menus, lists, and things like that, and what should Gshow pronounce? Notification settings. Notification settings. It's related to uh, whitelist and blacklist, and and, and if Gshow should announce uh, notifications when the screen is logged and things like that, which is definitely really important, and we will definitely talk about that in much more details in the next episode. Advanced settings. Advanced settings, which is advanced. Extensions. Extensions, that the, that's the thing I've actually mentioned um, in the beginning when we were talking about downloading things from the cloud and giving it permission. Plugins and tools. Plugins and tools, it's another really interesting thing uh, in D-Show. Download additional resources. Download additional resources, which here we can get um, the new versions of FDR, or also we can download plugins, tools, extensions, as well as sound themes and gesture apps and things like that. Cloud notes. Cloud notes. Um, here you can actually store your notes if you want. It's like Google Keep and things like that. Reading mode. Reading mode. Accessibility settings. Accessibility settings, which is pretty much the same one you do have uh, in your device. It's actually here as well, so you can get it from here. User center. User center, which does have everything from the Telegram group to the WhatsApp group and everything like that. Help and feedback. Help and feedback. So here, um, the collaborators uh, to actually make the screen reader. So let's go and set the router up because I know it's really important to you. If you are, um, you know, a user or if you've been user um, using TalkBack, I know it's really important. Content presentation settings. Notifications. So, content presentation. Action settings. We will go to action settings apparently. Action settings. Navigate up button. Action settings. So action settings. Gesture theme default. We have the gesture theme. It's default. Default gesture settings. Gesture description. Gesture description. Gesture settings. Gesture settings. Gesture, gesture theme. Configure gesture theme. Use the game mode. Put the application in the game. Alternative gesture settings. Okay, so uh, the the gamer mode is really important if you are a gamer. It definitely helps you a lot. Scrolling settings. Scrolling setting. A gesture settings. It's gesture settings. Shortcut key settings. Shortcut keys. Custom hot theme settings. Custom hot theme. Quick action settings. Quick actions. Multi-part gesture settings. Multi-part gestures if you are an Android 11 user. Fingerprint reader gesture settings. Fingerprint 
reader gestures um is pretty much as uh similar to the talk back other settings other settings so what we want here is actually scrolling settings all right so actually you have checked this in the configuration wizard if you do remember so this one is very important i definitely love it um what does it mean is that if you log the screen if you were browsing a certain website and you log the screen when you turn the screen back on again Tisha will directly remember where was the last um location you your cursor was at which is definitely really important i think well talkback does it sometimes but it doesn't ask you if you want that or not and that's what i really love about csr it's really customizable check. i'll check that so actually here csr separates the water between web pages and normal browsing what do i mean is that for instance if you are not browsing like if you're browsing a website you would get something like links um headings uh forms and things like that but if you're browsing normally your phone uh you're on facebook or anything like that you definitely won't need those type of types of things so csr separates them if you are in a web view it will give you a different um type of navigation elements definitely ad with additional things that you definitely need on a web page so i would if you want this to work you would check this box check. and select navigation items used on web pages after you check this box you'll find this really amazing dialogue so here you could actually tell csr what you do want if you're browsing a web view select navigation items used on web page select navigation default uncheck we have the default, which is the default if you want to browse every single element without any problems. Check. Title check. So we have title. Uh, it's supposed to be hidden, but, you know, it's. I think it's... Well, it could work. So actually, this is um, title. I would definitely check this because if you want to browse headings and things like that. Check. Link check. Links. Check. Button. Check. Landmark. Landmark. Check. Edit box check. Edit box. Check. Focusable element. Check. Focusable element. Check. Control. Check. Control. Check. Image. Check. Image. Check. Checkbox. Check. Checkbox. Check. Combo box. Check. Combo box. Check. Form file. Check. Form file. Check. List. Check. List. Check. List item. Check. List item. Check. Scroll. Check. View. Check. View. Check. Character. Check. Character. Check. Word. Check. Word. Check. Line. Check. Line. Check. Check. That means paragraph, but it, it's um that's a translation mistake, I guess. Page on check. Page. Check. Copy on check. Page check. Copy on check. Copy. This is really interesting. We'll actually explain this um uh, in a while. Check. Volume on check. Volume. That could change the volume. Check. Speech rate on check. Speech rate. Check. Recognition engine on check. Recognition engine, which as I said, it's only in the premium subscription. Check. Cancel button. Okay, and hit okay. So here it gives you what you actually have selected. If we scroll again, so browse by control type. This is in the normal browsing. 
We have to check this before first. Check. Select navigation type used in standard views. Select navigation elements or select navigation type used in standard views. Select navigation types um in standard views. So here select navigate select default on check. We would check default. Check. It's pretty much um the same but with items decreased or elements decreased because uh in web pages it's definitely um more. Text on check. Text. Check. Button on check. Button. Check. Text box on check. Text box. Image on check. Image. Check. Check box on check. Check box. Check. Progress part on check. Check. Progress part. We don't have this in uh, the um, web um, navigation. List on check. List. Check. List item on check. Check. List item. Focusable element on check. Check. Focusable element. Clickable element on check. Clickable element. Check. Note on check. Note. Check. We don't have this also um, in web. Slider on check. Slider. This as well. Check. Move vertically on check. Move vertically. Character on check. I don't like this, so I won't check it. So we have character. Check. Word on check. Word. Check. Line on check. Line. Check. Paragraph. Check. Or it means paragraph. Page on check. Page. Check. Copy on check. Copy. Check. Volume on check. Check. Volume. Speech rate on check. Check. Speech rate. Recognition engine on check. Check. And recognition engine. Cancel button. So. Okay button. Hit. Scrolling okay. settings. Check box on check. Automatically scroll pages. Check box on check. Automatically scroll to the next page when you read the end. Of this one is really um, useful, I guess. So it tells you if you're on a page. Um, do you want it to scroll without you, you know, using the two fingers gestures? Sometimes you don't. You want this, so it's definitely pretty useful. Scrolling settings. And it's finished. So I I want to point something out because I really um you know wasn't familiar to that. Here in CSR, uh, we don't get, like, if the dialogue is finished and we are at the end, it directly takes you to the first item again. It doesn't just, you know, stop and then if you scroll again, it would take you to the first item like Talkback does. Um, which I think, you know, sometimes it could be useful, sometimes it can't. So definitely does have advantages and disadvantages as well. So I'm using CSR now. I would definitely show you what this copy miracle thing uh does and how actually does work so navigation check, check. here we are uh focused on something called web navigation if we want to copy it um there are a lot of ways to do that but we can actually copy it through a really really easy uh thing so if we scroll up speech rate. we have speech rate copy and copy so, copy, if we actually swap to the right, it would say... Message copied. Message copied. So, it copied the thing that we are focused on. If we actually swiped left, it would say... Text appended. Text appended. Text appended means it added the thing, the last text you wanted to copy to the other thing that you have on, like, in your clipboard already. Which is, I think, really useful because I really needed that before... An wasn't in talkback, to be honest. Um, also, I want to point something out here in CSR. If you want to copy something, it will copy the thing that the cursor is focused on. Uh, it's not similar as talkback. Talkback does copy the last thing it was pronounced. Or, yes, it was, it was pronounced. But here in CSR, it does copy the thing that um, you're focused on, no matter uh, what actually it said, um, you know, before that. doesn't matter. And I think it's very useful. Um, also, copying the last pronounced things also useful. Um, I don't know if does that does exist in CSR, but I'm 
still looking for that and looking that up. We'll see how that goes. So today we actually have talked about how to configure settings and the permissions you would give and also the rotor because I know it's very useful to many people. And also we have talked about the settings and um, the navigation elements and copying process. So in the next episode, we'll go more in, um, in details about the settings and every uh, single dialogue of them. And we will see how this screen reader or this um, master of screen reader could work and how it's actually really customizable as I see. And also we would know, because this is actually our, you know, my, my goal for this series is actually to get the best out of your screen reader. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you do actually have any questions, do feel free to reach out to me or to the whole podcast at contact us at blindandroidusers.com. And I hope you enjoyed this one. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. In the In Focus section this week, we continue Austin's series on ROMing, and Austin shows us how to install a custom ROM on a device running a single partition. Okay, so everyone, we have now installed the recovery, and now it is time to do the final step, and that is install the ROM. So, first things something to keep in mind after you install the recovery you have to get cited help to allow system modification sometimes or most of the times i should say newer devices have the data partition encrypted by default so to decrypt that you will have to either flash a decrypt.zip made by your device's developer, not the OEM, but your device's XDA developers of your device. So that should be generally in the thread that says unlock bootloader, install TWRP, and so on. Or if, if you don't find it, there is a universal decryptor zip, which I will link in the show notes. So for this show, it's very important that you go into the into our website and i'll give you the that at the end of the podcast and to our website and see our show notes because all the links will be in the show notes so you download that universal decryptor zip and you don't change the name of that zip you flash the zip as is now to flash zips you will do the following and i'll tell you the option and I'll then explain to you once you flash the ROM. So you connect your phone to the PC and where you install ADB, where you extracted the platform tools, there you have to open PowerShell or CMD, whatever you have. You open that. Your phone should be in recovery now. So you type ADB shell and hit enter adb space shell and hit enter there then type twrp space install space the name of the zip 
Now for the universal decryptor zip, it is very important that you keep the name of the zip as is because the installer does whatever is in the name of the zip. So the name of the zip will contain something like uh, force encrypt or disable uh, DM verity and all this something it will contain. So you have to keep the name of the zip as is. So you flash that. Once you flash that, then you reboot into recovery and you are good to go. Another thing to keep in mind. Now this is mostly only for, I have seen this on A only devices. The, the developers of TWRP, they don't enable MTP. Now MTP is what transfers, is what helps you to transfer files from your computer to your phone. So if MTP is not enabled, you will not see your phone storage in your computer. So what you would want to do is, you would want to go to system, your, you would want to boot into your Android, enable file transfer there, transfer all the ROM package, the gaps package and everything there, and then boot into recovery, and then we are ready to flash. So, what I have done, I have allowed a system modification. I have also disabled the DM Verity and uh, encryption on my phone. So, and I've copied the Pixel Experience unofficial build. Now I am flashing unofficial because I am experienced in roaming and this is not my primary device. So even if there are bugs, it's okay. But you will have to flash the official or if you don't have any other option and you think that unofficial does not have bugs, you have read the threads, then flash unofficial. This pixel experience comes with gaps built in, so I don't need to copy gaps. And I'm not going to copy magisk or anything. That's our next, that's a fourth episode on how to root your device. So let's get started with the flash. I'm going to open the PowerShell. PowerShell window here S. So I'm going to type dot backslash space shell. Okay, so now we are in our ADB shell. What is the first command? Is we are going to wipe everything. So I'm typing here TWRP space wipe system. Sometimes this command may fail. I have not pressed enter yet. I'm just giving an explanation. Sometimes this command may fail. And if it fails, you need to type TWRP space wipe space slash system, not the backslash, the forward slash system. And that will work. I hope it works now. Formatting system using yeah, P2FS. Done. Done processing script file. A Sussex 00TD slash. So now a phone is without any Android version. And if you uh, try to reboot now, uh, you will get a warning on TWRP that no OS is installed. Do you wish to continue? And if you still continue, you will get a boot loop 
you might go back into TWRP or you might go back into fast boot. Okay, one partition is wiped. Now, second partition. And all these commands are only on A only devices. I will tell you when the commands apply to A, B devices. Now, what is A only? What is A, B? For that, you have to listen to the first part of the podcast. So, the second command. Dog. No, that's wrong. Dog. Five. Five. Oh, no, I can't type today, I think. This applies to both. Formatting cache using B2FS. Done. Formatting data using B2FS. Done. Done processing script file. So you saw that it took a long time. And this also shows that our data has been decrypted. Otherwise, it would fail. Now, the next command is only for A only devices. Wiping cache and Dalvik. Dalvik cache directory is wiped complete. Done processing script file. Okay. Now we are ready to do the all important flash. Now, before you copy the ROM package to your phone, I would suggest that you rename the zip. So, Pixel Experience had a long name, date, string, full attached to the name. So, I just renamed it to pe.zip. And for open gaps also, it will have a long name, although open gaps is not required today. But if it has a long name, I would rename it to gaps.zip. Magisk, if it has a long name, I would rename it to something with a more shorter name like root.zip or something. This will help you to flash uh, the zip properly on your phone because copy-paste option does not work in ADB shell. So... Let's flash the ROM. T double space I N S T A L L space P E dot Z I P. Then hit enter, and once you hit enter, whatever is happening on your phone screen will be also outputted to your computer. So will you will be able to hear your TTS read what is happening on your phone screen. Installing zip file slash external sd slash p dot zip. Installing zip file slash external sd slash p dot zip. Checking for digest file and mounting system. So this process, it, it takes some time. Don't worry. It takes a long time. This is a big file and it's an old device. So it has to decompress the file and all that. So it is going to take a long time. <laughs> you said unmounting system. Now let's see what happens next. You don't want to un- unplug your phone. Or turn your phone off at this point. Also, one more point to keep in mind. Although this will charge your phone. But when you start the process, you need to have a full charged battery. Or at minimum, a 30% charged battery. So this is taking time. And I'm not going to edit this part of the podcast out. Because I want to show you how much time it takes. That is why these wrong flashing podcasts are so long because most of the things cannot be edited. Otherwise, it look like I have done some polishing up here. 
but I've not done any polishing and I hope Cold Wave does Second not. Second remote okay. build timestamp 2020 colon 5706 pixel reload. Added by Swamo Android version 11 built in. RQ18.201205.010 Cool date 20,201,224,0902 security patch 2020-1205 device X00T patching S. System image unconditionally. Patching vendor image unconditionally. Script succeeded. Result was 1.0000 done process. Sync script 5. And we are done. The ROM has been installed. So it's time to boot up your phone and enjoy Android 11. So to boot your phone up, you will type exit here. E X I T P S C user downloads platform tool. Now you type dot backslash. This phone had come with Android 9 before flashing the ROM and I've got it to Android 11. Wow, that is a big step. We jumped over Android 10. So this will take time and I hope it does not break because sometimes although you have done everything com correctly, things tend to break sometimes. But it does not look like because otherwise you would hear a USB connect sound. But I think it is initializing. And I will wait for some time. You don't want to hurry now because otherwise you may start going into recovery. So I'll just give it a 30 second window and then I will try to start clock back. And it does not take 30 seconds. This takes a long time because you are... Replacing Android, you're replacing. Oh, yeah, so it initialized. Notification from yes, it has initialized. What a joy! What a complete joy! So the phone has booted, and we are going to have talk back up in a short while. I'm going to still give it some time, but as you heard, the new notification autoplay Zenfone M1 Pro detected that means the phone has booted, otherwise. Uh, this version of TWRP had disabled MTP and to enable MTP, if you have cited help, you would want to click on mount and then click on enable MTP there. Sometimes this stays across reboot, sometimes this does not stay across reboots and in this instance of TWRP, it did not stay across reboot, so I had to enable it each time. So. That's why I copied the files before I could come on the recording. So we are ready now to start talkback and uh, let's see what happens. Will talkback start or will it not start? I think it will start definitely unless talkback is not included with this uh, ROM. Let's see. Press and hold both volume keys for three seconds to use talkback. Okay. Let's try it again. It said that press and hold volume keys to for both seconds to enable talkback. So let's try again. Talkback on. Talkback is a screen and reader primarily for people with blindness hear, and vision. It allows interaction with the device talk using back has started. Talkback tutorial. Wow. What a joy. So I was telling you that setup from here is as usual as setting up your new device or if you have factory resetted your device then setting up it 
setting it up is as usual as that this is the end of the section on a only partition devices in next week's section we will do how to rom an a slash b device which is a little complicated but before that i will show you how to root your device excellent thanks very much austin a fascinating series this and i still want to rom my nexus 4 um so i think i'll wait till you've recorded all the episodes and then i shall i shall listen back and i've got all the information in one place I will have the Mongolian minister baptize my Nexus 6 into uh, maybe Android 11 or something crazy like that. I think that sounds like good fun. Now we have our App of the Week section, and this comes to us courtesy of Karine Kiwan, who is going to demonstrate Turbo Alarm. Hello, everybody. This is Karine Kiwan. I'm going to talk about some of the features of Turbo Alarm Clock, which is my favorite alarm clock application. I think I'm using this one since more than seven years. The app is free, but you can subscribe to the pro version to add some more features. I'm using the free one. Root Turbo Alarm. Turbo Alarm. When you first, no alarms. When you launch the, the app for the first time, it will ask you to exclude it from battery optimizations, and that is necessary to prevent delaying alarms or sometimes missing ones. Open drawer button. Order. Okay, so I'm in the alarms list section. I can, I, I will go to the drawer. I can swipe to it and I can press or touch on the top of the screen at the left. Open drawer button. Okay. Menu. I'm here in the drawer. T invite friend. Ticked alarm list. Stopwatch. Timer. Pro. Pro. Night clock. More options. Settings. App health. Cloud. Cloud is also like the timer. It's a pro feature. It's, re it's related to the back backup of alarms and settings and multi-device support. And I can become a pro. Become a pro. Here. App Health. App Health. Not ticked. Here, if there is any issue in the in the app that will prevent it from working properly, it will be shown here. List. One ignores permission. Everything should work correctly, but if you are experiencing some problems, please contact us. One in current status. You are doing great. Okay, I have no issues. And I'm back in the alarms list. I will add an alarm. You can also find it on the right side, nearly at the bottom of the screen. Add alarm button. Select time. Okay, I will okay. switch to text input mode for the time text input. Cancel button. Hour. Not. Not. Edit box for. Showing number keyboard dot eight zero zero eight eight max showing number keyboard three board three 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 thirty three and okay okay three okay button alarm set for twenty one hours and thirty five minutes alarm detail specific date okay I can have it to start ringing on a specific date like the eighth of June let's say. Test now. More options. Button. Selected. Alarm clock. Add tag. 8.33. On. Enable. Tomorrow. Okay, it will, it will uh, ring tomorrow. Monday inactive. Here I'm having the days of the week. So if I just keep them inactive, all of them not active, what will happen is that it, it will just ring tomorrow and it will become a non-repetitive non alarm. So it will go, uh, it will be off after that. Tuesday inactive. Alarm disabled. Wednesday inactive. Tuesday active. 
I activated Tuesday, so now it will start ringing on next Tuesday and it will ring on Tuesday each week. Wednesday inactive. Thursday inactive. Sun melody. Alarms greater than. Melody. Alarms here. Basic ringtone. on that. Basic ring. Song. I have basic ringtone. Song. Songs folder. And songs folder. Here I can guide the app to a specific folder. In that folder I'm putting uh, audio tracks. It will ran randomly play one of them each time the alarm rings. So and before it told me that alarms. So what I was doing that I'm I'm using the alarms folder to to choose from the app chooses from the alarms folder. Let's press on that. Slash story. Movies font audio underscore app. Le Android less than alarms less than directory great time less than direct. Okay, I can choose. Basic ringtone songs folder playlist. And I have a playlist. I can. Add a playlist to the playlists folder and the app can see it and also it will play the tracks randomly. Spotify Pro Pro. Spotify is a pro feature. Going back. Alarm detail. Alarms greater than. Volume. 100%. Slider. Incremental sound. On switch. Incremental, so the app will, or the alarm will start ringing on a lower volume and then it will be increased gradually to reach the maximum one. Vibration. On. Simulate sunrise. Off. Cancel action. Drop down. Pop up window. Draw square. Draw a triangle. Shake device. I'm not sure about drawing if it's accessible or not. I didn't use it. Switch room light on. Okay, switching the lights on. Long press on screen. Double tap and the long press um, should work. Touch screen. Slide ball. Small button. Ticked big button. Slide bar. Step counter. If I take the device and walk and I can select the number of steps to turn off the alarm. Volume buttons. Will not work with talkback. Random. The volume. And random. Okay, I usually, or I always use the buttons. Alarm detail. Drop. Snooze action. Drop down menu, smaller button. Stop after. Never greater than. Okay, when the ringing will stop, if I didn't do anything, if I don't do anything, like uh, if I don't dismiss it or snooze it. Menu game, puzzle. Drop down menu, disabled. Not accessible. Camera flash. Drop down. What's this? Movement detector. Okay, if it detects a movement, like if I carry the, the device, uh, if it... Turn down the volume or silence the alarm. Drop down menu, disabled. What's this? Button. This is interesting, although I don't use it. And to sleep ahead. If the alarm is ringing for a few minutes without being cancelled, an annoying ringtone start ringing at maximum volume and also with a fast vibration pattern. Don't show. Okay, button. Okay. Alarm detail. This is the... And to sleep ahead. And to sleep ahead. And... Uh... Off switch. What's this? Security alarm. Security alarm. If I give, if I, if I grant the permission, the location permission to the app, after some time that is configurable, the app, if it, the app de detects that I'm still at home, it will ring again, and I configure the next alarm how it will ring. Off switch. Okay, so I will test the alarm right now. Five, eight, five. More options, but test now. More options, test now. Alarm ringing. Alarm clock, 11.03, snooze alarm, button, cancel alarm, button. 
pressed on alarm detail. Test now. I pressed on notification check. Cancel alarm. It took uh, some time. I don't know why. Anyway, I'm using the beta version. Alarm detail. Test now. Usually it doesn't do such thing. Okay, so option. Test now. Okay, I will go back. Turbo alarm. Add alarm button. So the alarm is added. On one option. Not ticked. Alarm clock. 8.33. Tuesday. Options one. Pop-up window. I can delete. Delete it. Duplicate. Duplicate. Modify next. Modify the next alarm. Only the next one. Skip next alarm. Skip only the next one, like the next Tuesday. Cancel skip days. And I can cancel the skip days. Okay, I will... Mod duplicate. Delete it. Delete. The alarm has been deleted. Undo button. Okay. Turbo alarm. No alarm. So, uh, what else? Uh, let's see some of the settings quickly. Undo. The okay, I can alarm undo button. the no deletion. More options. Button. Order. Open drawer. Menu. Become a pro. App health. Night stopwatch. Time up. Night clock. More options. Settings. Set. Navig. Uh, general alarm settings. Default. Appearance. Okay, in the appearance, I want to show you just the uh, time picker. Shape. Rounded. Alarm list headed. Clock font, digital. Highlight next alarm. Time picker type, modern radio. Time picker type, ticked, modern radio. And the one that I'm using is the modern radio. And you have the text input mode in that one. System. You have the system. Number pad. Number pad, it's also workable. It can, it's accessible, considered accessible. Grid. Grid, not accessible. Classic radio. Classic radio also. Cancel button. And, okay, so those are the available Time, pick a type. Alarm, heading. Okay, so I will go back. Settings. Navigate. Security alarm. General alarm setting. Gen nav Def new alarm configure. Default values. New alarm configuration. Okay, configure the, the way vibration configuration sound. Alarms are created by default. I'm, when I'm adding a new alarm. Ring mode, heading. Okay, and I'm having the... Increment volume length, 60 seconds. Okay. How much time it will need to reach the, the maximum volume? Vibration type. Relaxed vibration. Vibration type. Vibration delay. Three seconds. After what time the uh, the ring or the the app will start? The device will start vibrating. So I can have it. Choose action. Two button. Three edit box. Okay. And Two I can button. Change it. Turbo alarm. Vibration delay. Three seconds. Vibrate after cancelling. Vibration to confirm alarm. Snooze alarm. Heading. Snooze length. When snoozing, the alarm rings again after two minutes. Decremental snooze interval. Decreasing snooze interval. Tick, tick, pop. Limit number of snoozes. Unlimited snooze. Talking alarm. Heading. What to say. Things to say after the alarm is finished. What to say. Day of week. Time. Weather. Alarm label. Temperature. Cancel button. Turbo. When to say. When talking alarm will talk. Okay, while it's ringing, when it's snoozed, when it's uh, dismissed. Others, heading. Delete after ringing, non-repetitive alarms. Alarms are not deleted after ringing, not ticked. Anti-sleep head delay, seven minutes. Okay, the time of uh, anti-sleep head. Steps to give, ten steps are needed to finalize the alarm. Steps to give, okay, so I'll see. Appearance general alarm, improved night security alarm, learn how, general alarm, night mode, advanced config. The advanced. Temperature unit, display, weather, heading. I can add the weather. Temperature unit, displays temperature in either Celsius or Fahrenheit. 
Weather location. Weather location determined by GPS. Okay, I can just uh, add my location manually also. Advanced settings. Heading. I hope that this app will be useful for some at least. And thank you for listening. And finally, we stay with Kareen, who brings us her My Android journey. Hi. Deciding to buy an Android phone to use it as your daily driver back in 2012, when you are a blind person, was considered for some, at least in my area, like you are deciding to throw your money into the trash can. But I did buy my Android first Android device in December 2012, which was a Galaxy Nexus. I was coming from a Nokia C6 that was having a touchscreen, so I was familiar with the gestures the angular gestures because I was using mobile speak and mobile speak uses those gestures in one of its modes so I was familiar with them so that wasn't a problem for me but the problem was or my the start of my journey was my journey started with, with something strange which was the Galaxy Nexus I bought when I started that device up what I found that I was having a device with a custom ROM. Not only a custom ROM, that ROM was without any Google service. So in fact, I was buying a Google device, but the only Google related thing that is present in that device is the Google naming on its back. So that was shocking for me. But I didn't return it back, thanks God, because I was having the help of a cousin that he is uh, an expert in things related to custom ROMs and that was his real hobby at that time. Uh, so he was just like finding that my device was the device he was searching for to do his experiments. So, and I, because I was... Um, interested in, in trying that new thing that I don't know about. So uh, we just went in experimenting custom ROMs and I can say that I was introduced to CyanogenMod mode and the routing in my first Android days. The first Android uh, version that I used was Android 4.2 and uh, that at that time, you can say that Google Stockback was starting to become a thing. You can just rely on it to do some tasks. And uh, the basic tasks were all doable. So that was a good start for me. But the problem or my issue was lying in that I was not knowing where to find resources online about screen reader uh, thing and Android accessibility. And also I was not having any blind friend or anyone, any blind person that I know that's having an Android device. So yeah, it's uniqueness and you, you like it. Uh, as a person that's having the only Android device between the per people you know, blind people you know, but it came with, with its uh, own problems. As I said, the resources were not widely available. And uh, if sometimes you want an accessible application to do something or you want just a workaround for an issue, you just have to do it on your own and to try test apps, uh, test solutions, search, and uh, spend hours sometimes searching for something. And uh, But I can say something that for me at least, the joy 
the excitement, the, the happiness that you will feel after finding a solution or finding an accessible app will be something that deserves all the, the effort put in it because you feel like you did something. And that gave me experience, that gave me, uh, that led me to, led to, to, to learn new things, to learn more about Android. And uh, I can say that after my early success at when I started to, to deal more uh, confidently with Android, I started to urge others to just use it and just try it and to, to experience the freedom, the openness, the, the customization options available in it. So I, I was wanting everyone to have my same experience, my same feelings, but uh, and, and I can say that I was just against buying an iPhone and I was just trying to, to, to convince all people that I know that just go with Android. And when, when someone will just tell me that, uh, well, accessibility is better in iPhone, I just say, okay, but you should sacrifice that accessibility to gain the freedom and the <laughs> options that are available in Android. Now I'm more logical. I can say I'm a different person right now. I'm more realistic. I just sometimes tell others to go for an iPhone because what is working for me doesn't mean that it will work for others. And what I like doesn't translate to what people will like. So people are different. And what's important to just put your experience, the facts that you know in front of others, and then others should decide themselves what to do, uh, what they want to experience and what they want to, to use. And uh, well, I, I wrote some articles about Android uh, on a blind related website that is that was in Arabic, I was a member of. And uh, then I was introduced or I just knew about Isofree because it was a requirement to be a member of the Talkback beta. And now we are all forced out of the beta because we are not US residents. But then it was uh, the requirement to be in the beta. So I just joined it. And then I was just realizing that there are many people blind using Android successfully and who are just able to, to give their knowledge to others and to talk about their experiences and to discuss them. So that was a great thing for me. And I started posting there. Maybe some people uh, are just knowing about my posts. And uh, since my early Android days, I was a person that was willing to send to developers about accessibility things. And uh, I, I just had some success at my first attempts. So that was something that was encouraging me so much to do it more and more. And now it's uh, something that I'm totally convinced about. And I try to convince other about it as well, because sometimes you just need to send a single email to a developer just to let him uh, just pay attention to accessibility. And you feel like that person didn't include accessibility stuff before because he was not maybe not thinking about it or he didn't know about it. So just by your single email, you were able to make this app accessible, to help in making this app accessible and to just benefit others from that. And to let devs be more aware about accessibility stuff. So uh, I urge others, everyone who is able to do it, 
someone is having uh, some language skills and some knowledge about Android should do that and should help in sending about accessibility stuff and just in sending feedback to every app developer about every problem that you may face about the screen reader about everything because feedback is always vital and yeah you may sometimes feel you are ignored or you you just tried and no one responded or no one just solved the problem but you should just try and trying is the most important part in that you don't know when you will be successful and uh, well i'm also known for being the person who changed TTS engines a lot and who likes to just go for for different voices and I get bored quickly so I just maybe I will spend one day with that voice and then switch back to another and like that so but um, right now even if someone is going to tell me that there is a new TTS engine that's having a human-like voice which is a good quality voice and it's in Arabic or British accent English British British English accent I will right now go and try that TTS engine and I feel that people know uh, me know maybe from my posts and uh, I post sometimes about apps I try sometimes to help others because we should all just to cooperate together and uh, well about my phones, I had the Galaxy Nexus, I had the Nexus 5, I had Sony Xperia Z1 Compact and then two Huawei phones and now I'm with Samsung just because uh, Samsung is, or Huawei is not having a real future in smartphone market as I think, especially without those Google services and Samsung is, go, is giving the three updates promise, 300 updates promise, so that was my best thing available and uh, that was my android journey i hope that you didn't get bored listening to it and thank you in arabic we just say shukran thanks very much kareen austin to close the podcast can you tell everyone where they can find us so to find us you can send us an email at contact us at blindandroidusers.com. If you have any questions, comments, anything, some feedback, any submissions for the podcast, you can submit there. You can go to our website, blindandroidusers.com. You can subscribe to our mailing list by sending an email to blindandroidusers plus subscribe at groups.io. And you can subscribe to our Telegram group, which is over 110 members from different countries. It's become a very global group and a lot of conversations there by clicking the link that will be in the show notes. You can follow us on Twitter by searching for blind droid users. And the link to our profile will also be in the show notes. And don't forget the feast of content on the YouTube page on the channel. You can go there, subscribe, turn on the notifications. Then you can get notified whenever we notice a release, a new content. And also one request that when you see the content, you should also read the show notes because a lot of information is put in the show notes. 
and you can follow along with the content. Thanks, Austin. Yes, definitely read the show notes because I spend hours writing those. So uh, do, do, do read them. So actually make its uh, job uh, worth it because you're spending all this time and putting all that info in there. You want to make sure that you get all of that info so you know where to go to get a particular thing, most especially like apps or you know um, URLs for certain things. If you don't read those show notes, you're not going to find those. Thanks very much, everyone. And thank you to you all for listening. See you next week. See you next week. Adios. And that has been another episode of the Blind Android Users Podcast. As always, we appreciate hearing from you. You send those email messages to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. For those My Android Journey stories, we encourage you to send those to myandroidjourney at blindandroidusers.com. Until we see you in our next episode, you have a wonderful day.